Welcome to I'm the Other Guy. This is the podcast where up-and-coming comedians talk about their one-to-one offstage experiences with the greats of comedy. Our theme song's by Superfun Yeah Yeah Rocket Ship. Superfun recently took part in the local artist spotlight interview on radio station KDHX. Go check it out. Speaking of checking things out, this podcast is produced by Bare Knuckle Comedy, and Bare Knuckle Comedy is now doing a monthly show at the Improv Shop in St. Louis. It's going to be the second Saturday of every month, and the first one is June 13th. Coming in from New York, we have the awesome Kenny DeForest. Kenny cut his teeth in the Chicago comedy scene and then moved to New York. And he has a connection to today's episode of I'm the Other Guy. Just Let me just circle back around and I can make that connection for you. But first, my guest on today's show is also named Kenny, Kenny Kynes. Kenny is a staple of the St. Louis comedy scene, and it is without a doubt one of the sharpest, most intelligent people I've ever met. Kenny has started several shows in St. Louis, including the open mic at Nick's Pub, which he'll reference in the interview. He regularly helps out writing for a show here in St. Louis called Loser, a live-action shame show. In October of 2014, Kenny got the opportunity to open up for the awesome Hannibal Burris. Notably, Hannibal, his opener Richard Reese, and Kenny Kynes all rented tuxedos for the show. Also, notably, Hannibal Burris started the show Comedy at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn, which is now run by Kenny DeForest, who will be performing at Bare Knuckle Comedy on June 13th at the Improv Shop. I knew I could circle back around. I just needed to believe in myself. I'm so proud. All right, so this is my interview with Kenny Kynes about Hannibal Burris. Oh, I'm the other guy. So, was there like, um, you told me when you were, when you were hanging out with uh, Hannibal, when you guys got tuxedos, there wasn't like really much of a story there other than you guys just got tuxedos. No, I mean, it was a story. I mean, he called me. No, he... Hit, 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 just picture him in there. Oh, so we started? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, well, we've been recording this whole time. I... <laughs> all right. Well, my mom's going to hear this. This is great. No. <laughs> um, no, all right, well, the entire story goes like this. I was uh, at work, and there's a guy that sits behind me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just talking about Hannibal Burris at the pageant because I saw it come up in the Facebook feed. Yeah. And uh, I think I, I might have posted something on it, but I know one of the guys who works there. I didn't know he was Eric King. I didn't know. I didn't know if he was that he was booking that. Okay. And so I said something, and then I get a message from him. He's like, "Hey, man, call me as soon as you can." Yeah. And I looked at my coworker, and I'm like, "You got to be kidding me." You have got to be kidding me. There's no way in the world. And I was kind of scared to call him back. Right. Because that was, that would have been, yeah, that was the first time uh, I would have ever been at the pageant. Right. And so I call him back. And he's like, hey, Kenny, man, they uh, asked me to find an opener for Hannibal Burris. And I know you do comedy, man. You want to do it? And I don't think I don't think he's ever seen me do comedy. Right. One, you know. <laughs> so good on him. You, you bet, know? right. That was all faith. I guess at that point. But it's like, hey, do you want to open for Hannibal Burris? And I was like, let me think about it. Uh, let me look on my calendar and make sure yeah. I don't have... Nah. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah, I want to open for him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we got that squared away. And this was like a couple of days before the show. And uh, the day of the show, at about 5 o'clock, yeah. I get a uh, text. Yeah. Say, hey, Kenny, this is Hannibal. Yeah. Give me a call when you get this. 
Yeah. I guess we're going to hang out or something. We're friends now. We're best friends. We're besties. And this is like, I've met him like on three separate occasions too. And he actually came down to that open mic I used to run. At Nick's Pub. Yeah. He came down there a couple of years ago. He did. Yeah. He just stopped by. Actually, there were a couple of other comics from Chicago yeah. that were there that he yeah. knew. So they just kind of came by. And I was like, what the... Wow. Right. This is crazy stuff. <laughs> then I met him at a, um, a comedy club in uh, Chicago. Right. And he's a real nice guy, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I get a text and I call him. And he's like, hey, uh, we're wearing tuxes. <laughs> and I was like, all right. <laughs> okay. So how soon... Can you be at the venue? And I'm only like 15 minutes away. Right. So, uh, yeah. So I go to Savvy, which is right next door, and I get fitted for a tux. The whole thing is surreal. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like none of this is happening. None of this <laughs> is happening. Yeah. You know? So, and I haven't wanted to, I don't think I've wanted a tuxedo since my friend got married like 15 years ago. Yeah. You know? So I don't wear a lot of tuxes. Right. Um. So, yeah, I got, I got there, got fitted for the tux. I got it on. We were all wearing tuxes. And when that happened, because I was really nervous that whole day. Yeah. You know, I was really like, I was just like, uh, this is going to be in, the end of me. You know, <laughs> there's one thing about making 11 people not laugh. It's the whole thing, making 1,000 people not laugh. You know? <laughs> this is like, this is the show that destroys me. Right. right. But it was funny, the minute I put that tuxedo on, I got like really relaxed. Because it was like, if this is, this is sillier than I would have been if I had just gone on my regular clothes. So, this is it. Right. You know, it's like being in a, in a cat costume or something. You know, right. it's like, well, F it. Right. This is who I am right now. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's like wearing a mask. Yeah. I'm somebody else now. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not Kenny right now. I'm tuxedo dude, you know? <laughs> and they were, it was like pink. I think it was like hot pink or something like that. <laughs> or blue. I mean, it might have been blue. I don't know. The but tuxedo was with the cummerbund. The was. cummerbund. The cummerbund part and yeah. the uh, vest. Yeah. And the, tu- and the tie. It was, it was either blue or pink. I can't remember. Because I'll rock pink. I don't care. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, I look great in pink. All you're, right. You're a good looking fellow. Exactly. Exactly. Um, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the show ended up going really well. Um, and uh, I didn't I didn't end up hanging up with him, out with him after the show. I actually met up with a friend of mine after the show. But Gotcha. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty good time. Then I forgot. I almost forgot to take that tuxedo back. Because I was about to go to... On Saturday, I had a show in Columbia, Missouri. Right. And I got in my car, and it was like a cartoon double take. It was like, oh, my God. I got to take this tuxedo back. I was like, you know what, man? This, this is part of history. My history. Right. You should just keep it. Right. But then I didn't want him only owing like $5,000. Did, <laughs> did Handel pay for it? He paid for everything, man. He paid for everything. If he didn't, I don't think I would have got it. I was going to say. No, nah, I would have been like, I'm sorry, Brian. Did you, like, when you when you went over to the tuxedo place, was it you and Hannibal together? Or did you just, he just No, I got it? there late, I think, because they were, like, hanging out. He was here with a guy they brought down from uh, Omaha. Oh, Nebraska. okay. I cannot think of his name right now, but he was really funny. Yeah. Um, But he, they were hanging out all day, and I think he just walked past Savvy. Yeah. And was like, we, we're we need, wearing tuxedos. We need to do this. We're just going to wear tuxedos tonight. Yeah. So when I got there, they were already done. They had already gotten their tuxedos and had gone to the pageant. Right. And so I was just there by myself. And the woman who fitted us ended up coming to the show later on. Yeah. You know, I, I think this is the closest thing to being on a show and then also being uh, like there after a show 
where you almost feel like kind of like a rock star a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. women are talking to you, yeah. are they're looking you in the eyes, they're shaking your hand. Great job, you know, because I don't, you don't really, you rarely ever get that on that level. You right. know, I mean, after you know, a show with like a funny bone or something, when people are walking out, they might shake your hand and everything, but they're actually standing there talking to you, and something can. They're like there to something can happen at the end. It didn't. <laughs> but something could happen <laughs> later on the night. I was like, oh, this is what it's like, man. This is the closest Ibiza I'll ever get. What about so tell me about when he came by the open mic. What was what was what was that situation like? Um well I think I embarrassed myself because it was alright, so he was doing a show at Washington University. Mm. And actually me me and a friend of mine were gonna go, but we found out that only WashU students could go. Mm. So we were like, because we were going to go and try to get him to come down to the open mic anyway. Yeah. And uh, we found out that. And it was like, ah, it's a bummer, man. So, uh, and this is when John Vinigoni used to run in with me. Yeah. Um, and I get there. And, <laughs> and I start setting up. And John is like, uh, so is Hannibal going to do some time tonight or something? And it's like, oh, man, we tried to get him to come down, man, but we couldn't get. We couldn't get into the show. And John was like, no, he's sitting like right. Because Nick's is separated by his two rooms. It's the, the like the performance area. Yeah. This patio. Yeah. And then there's the actual bar. Yeah. And he's like, well, he's sitting right over there, man. It was like a sitcom. Because <laughs> you can see into the other room. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's like right there. And I'm like, normally, I don't I don't get starstruck or anything. And I'm not, I don't walk up to celebrities or anything, anything like that. Right. Unless they're like standing next to me. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I'm not like the, you know, running with a, a notepad and a pen. Right. Trying to get an autograph or something, you know? Right. And so I was like, it was right there. I had to make a decision. Yeah. Right. I could either go in there, say something to him. Yeah. Or I could stay here and maybe he'll come in and do some time, whatever. You know, right. I got to still be. But John got me all hopped up, right? Right. John turned me into a schoolboy for some reason. So I go in there. He's sitting there with two other people, too. Uh, he's Drew. Uh, Drew Michael was there. Oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That was, he was the other guy there. Yeah. So it was him and Drew and some other comics were sitting there. And I go in there. I was like, hey, man, how's it going? Hey, we have an open mic uh, next door if you want to come on by. Yeah. Nice to meet you. And I kind of walk off. And it was like at like at a lunch table, you know? Yeah. You just hear the minute you left, they just started laughing. I'm like, God, really? <laughs> this is John Finnegoni's fault. <laughs> <laughs> I lost all my cool points, man. I'm burning right through them right then. <laughs> so yeah, he ended up he like I bet he came in and like checked out the place and then he did a little time worked on something. But yeah. it was cool, man. It was That's cool. They got a kick out of it. The comics got a kick out of it. Right. So That was my interview with Kenny Kynes about Hannibal Burris. These are the kinds of stories that comics love to tell but can't really tell on stage. I'm always on the lookout for these kind of stories, so if you know someone or are someone with a story like this, contact me at imtheotherguypodcast at gmail.com or send me a tweet at at barenucklehaha. I'm the Other Guy is part of the Bare Knuckle Comedy Podcast Network, so check out some of our other podcasts. There's Instant Expert, hosted by Andrew Mahalovich in which Andrew interviews comedians, improvisers, and other compulsive liars about jobs they don't have and topics they know nothing about. The comic learns what they're going to be interviewed about when the interview starts. Check out Justin Needs a Ride. Comedian Justin Luke doesn't have a car, so he might as well interview the other comics who cart him around to shows in their cars while they drive him there. 
And of course, there's Bare Knuckle Comedy Podcast coming soon, which features audio from the comics and other performers recorded live at the longest-running independent comedy show in St. Louis. Speaking of that show, Bare Knuckle Comedy will be performing uh, our variety comedy show the second Saturday of every month at the Improv Shop in the Central West End in St. Louis. On June 13th, we'll have Kenny DeForest in from New York. It's $5 for every show at the Improv Shop, and uh, come get you some comedies. You can't beat that price. I'm Christian Lawrence. This has been I'm the Other Guy. I hope your dream catchers are full. Bare Knuckle Comedy.